Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. And today's episode, I really wish I had someone else with me to discuss this conversation. However, I can't wait. I want to talk about it. It's trending right now. It's all about submission and how to submit to your partner. We hear this so often. And matter of fact, I will have an episode soon about codependent relationships. I have a therapist on to discuss that and give some tips and how to heal from it and how to have a more balanced relationship. I'll have her on soon. So this is going to be like a prelude, I guess, to that episode, okay? Because we have to talk about this. I was listening to a podcast, or actually I was not listening to it, but there are some clips that just started floating around on social media with this comedian. Her name is Watch Jazzy. Super funny. I've been following her for years. She is wild. Just like, she's dope. She's crazy. And she calls her followers her bestie because, you know, she's like a bestie in our head. So totally relatable content until (laughs) this episode of this podcast that she was recently on. So first, we're going to talk about the episode and and how she submits to her partner. And I also looked up an article from marriage.com, point blank period, marriage.com with 20 ways on how to be submissive in your relationship. Because I want to make sure we're doing this correctly. All right. I listened to the episode, Watch Jazzy. She was on a podcast called I Baby My Man and It Works For Us, featuring Jasmine Watch Jazzy Brown. Yes, that's the title. I Baby My Man and It Works For Us. Very interesting episode if you want to go take a listen to it. The clips have been floating around all on social media the past few days. And I'm like, you know what? I I need to talk about this before we talk about codependency because I was going to do a quick intro for the codependency episode, but I'm like, nah, I need to get deeper into this conversation and just see what your thoughts are about this as well. So I'm all for catering to your man. You know, Beyonce got the song about it, cater to you. You know what I mean? It's a lot of songs from back in the day where we are doing for our significant other. Cool. However, When I listened to this interview, and I'm going to share some quotes from it, when I listened to it, it was a a little problematic in some ways because it seems like she gives and gives and gives and does not receive as much love in return. It's an imbalance there, and that could become unhealthy. So some things that Jazz said is uh, she loves people back to health and sometimes is very draining. If you're loving someone back to health, first off, girl, that's not your responsibility. That sounds like you're giving so much to the other person to help them heal from whatever they're going through. However, they need to learn to heal on their own. They're going to depend on you all the time. When you go away and get out of that relationship, they're going to keep trying to come back because they need all that you had to offer. And some women, like she said herself, her man loves what she has to offer. Of course. Because he's getting a lot, but not giving a lot. And she said it's very draining. 
if it's draining, I'll just say this. If it's draining, something about it is unhealthy. When you start feeling drained in a relationship, you can start feeling stressed, depressed, resentful. You can feel like you don't even want to be in the relationship anymore. However, you don't know how to speak up about it. And it's just, it doesn't make you feel good. Stress is not something that feels great in your body. It can cause a lot of health problems. So with her saying she is draining for her to love people back to health, that means it's taken away from the good health that she already has. Your relationship should not be draining. There might be moments though. There might be moments where let's say your partner's out of town. So you're not getting that partnership anymore. You're not getting that, that help and that balance that you normally have with your person. But if it's all the time, just day to day, you're feeling drained, that means they are taking more than they are giving. You are giving more than you are getting. Stop it and speak up. Like learn what you need in your relationship to feel healthy in it. Another thing that she said that was kind of problematic is she has an A plus in knowing her person. That's, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. But the host asked, okay, well, does he have an A plus in knowing you? And Jazzy stumbled around a little bit like, oh, yeah, I, I think he does. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, he does. He does. It's like, girl, we are not convinced. And that lies the issue because you can know someone so much. You're knowing this person more than you are knowing yourself and what you need and what you need from him to feel loved. You have an A plus in knowing them and they probably got like a C, a little average, right? They know enough. They probably know enough to keep you around. That's just like class. Oh, here's a C, you pass, but not an A plus. She says she makes it easy for a man to be with her because they don't have to do much. Oh. And that made me feel sad for her. She makes it easy for a man to be with her because they don't have to do much. She's not requiring much. She's not asking much. And I get that. If you want to be cool, laid back. But if you have desires in a relationship and you feel like it's just easy, they'll they'll get their way all the time and that's okay with you, you got to sit and ask yourself why. Now, her love language could be acts of service, right? So she likes to do for others. She likes to show up. Like she says, she does her man's dishes and she, and he's, he is, which People found out he's a basketball player and they're like, why are you cleaning anything? He has enough money to have higher maid service and stuff, right? But hey, that ain't our business. She does the dishes. She cooks and likes to watch him cook. I, I get that. I do like to watch my man eat my food too. Like I enjoy that. I enjoy providing that for him. She says she she packs his bags. She unpacks his bags. She scratches back every night to go to bed. Like all of this stuff, that's acts of service. And her friends have even mentioned, yo, you're enabling him like you're, you're doing a bit much. And he's like, well, that's because they're not getting that from their person. And that's kind of what happens when manipulators do. Oh, well, you know, don't don't tell your friends too much and stuff because they just mad. They just mad because you're doing this for me and they not getting on. They could probably see things. And she said she even thought it to be true. But then she, you know, pretty much left it alone. It was like, well, this is how I love. It's very, very traditional gender roles where he might be providing financially. We don't know. We don't know the situation, but she also has her own financially. She's a, a big content creator, right? She's getting her money, but she's also doing all of these other things to make sure he feels good and feels loved. 
So she says on her Instagram post, I am a joyful servant. It is my happy place. It makes her happy to do all these things. My thing is, if it makes you that happy, why are you drained? Why are you crying in the shower? She said, like there's something about it there that's not adding up. And the host had mentioned that she speaks her needs and desires to her husband. And Jazzy was like, wait, what? And how does he respond? She, and I get it. I get it. I've been there before. Like, wait, you can, you can tell your partner what you want and they'll listen. What? What a concept. Yes. Cause it should be a partnership. It should not just be one-sided and listening to this podcast with Jazzy, it felt very, very one-sided. Like, girl, what are you getting out of this? She just went on to say she'd rather hurt than see her partner hurt. She adjusts to people's needs. And then she, what really got me is when she said, I wasn't getting the love that I wanted. So I just decided to give it. And that makes me want to cry because it's in some ways she's not feeling wanted or not feeling loved or not feeling like she deserves what she desires. But you do. You really do. And it's like proving yourself and performing for love. That's how it feels. Like you're performing, you're doing something to receive this love. When girl, you are enough, whatever it is that you have, whoever is supposed to be with you will love what you have to offer naturally. You don't have to go and do above and beyond and adjust to everyone's needs and to to show up as the person that they want. Because what if their needs change? She said there are some things they do sexually that she's not really comfortable with, but she does it for him. And that's when I'm like, all right, it sounds like a lot of people pleasing and a lot of boundaries being crossed. You're doing things just that your partner wants. What about what you want? And in no way am I saying, girl, no, don't do this. I'm saying there needs to be some reciprocity in a relationship. With my partner and I, we definitely, and I've talked about this before, we lean on each other with each other's strengths and weaknesses. In a way, I say lean on each other, but that could be I submit to my partner. He submits to me in certain ways. We submit to each other. We are very vulnerable with each other. We communicate our needs, our desires, what we want, what we don't want. We talk a lot about everything. Like we've been together for over a year and we still talk for like two to three, maybe four hours a night. Like we still communicate heavily about everything to make sure that we are showing up for each other in every way possible. We are there for each other. He's better at like time management (laughs) and I'm much better now. I don't procrastinate as much anymore. However, there are some things that I'm still like, oh, we got a few weeks. We can wait. And he's like, nah, he wants to take care of it now. So it's like, okay. So I submit in that way and I let him lead because I know, okay, he'll take care of it. It'll be handled because that's his strength. I'm going to submit when it comes to us doing things by a certain date because I know that I might, you know, drag my feet. And he's the type like, nah, let's get it done. I submit in that way. If there is some major goal or something that we want that might require finances, 
he might submit to me because he's more about spending on experiences. And I'm the type, I'm very low maintenance. And so it works well because I I save a lot. I don't do much (laughs) with my money. And he submits to me in that way because I'm like, hey, before we make this purchase, like, let's pause. Let's think about this instead of being like, oh, yeah, like we got it. Let's get it. Like, nah, let's pause for a minute. And he appreciates that. He doesn't feel like his masculinity is taken away. We got to talk about that too, masculine and feminine energy, but also like the alpha, beta, male. Because I think people assume sometimes that a woman has to totally submit for a man to be in his masculine and to be an alpha male when that is so untrue. Like we all have masculine and feminine energies and we, we, our balance when we can lean into both of those energies and when we can trust, keyword trust, someone else to lead in certain areas of our lives. Like we know ourselves so much and I want Jazzy to know herself so much that she knows, okay, I can be submissive in this way. And being submissive does not mean you're totally just serving your partner any way they want it, however they want it. Like, no. No, submissive is knowing yourself so much that you're willing to even be real and vulnerable and open enough to share with your partner like, hey, these are my weaknesses. So I'm going to look to you to lead in this area. Like I submit, I submit. And if you want, you know, submit by all means in other ways. Like if you want to in a bedroom, if you if you're more dominant or you'd like your partner to be more dominant or, you know, if you want to be the one that cooks more, okay, but it's it's more than that is what I'm saying. It's way more than that. The host asked Jazzy, what does a submissive woman do for her man? And Jazzy said everything. It was a good clickbait, you know, good soundbite. It's like everything, girl, everything. That is a lot. And I know people say, oh, if it's working for her, then that's that. And a lot of men in the comments are like, yeah, where are these women at? Like, of course, (laughs) they're benefiting from it so much. And some women are even like, yes, that's how you do it. Okay, no one has an issue with what she said. Like, do what you want, girl. But it's also like, we just want to make sure he is showing up for you too. It's like, well, that's her relationship, yada, yada. Like she even said on Instagram before, she said, you can do or not do whatever you want in your relationship. Got it, right? It's her business, but it's more like a, oh, this is what I do in my relationship instead of this is what we do in our relationship. Just want some reciprocity for the ladies, okay? And for the fellas. So I want to go over this list. How to be submissive in a relationship, 20 ways. We're going to go through it kind of quickly. Not going to, you know, explain each one of them, but I might do a few, okay? So, and first of all, to submit to someone else is defined as accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the authority or will of another. So number one on the list, marriage.com, remember, is respect your partner. <sighs> what do you know? The first thing is not, oh, I packed their bags, I unpacked their bag. No, no, no. I, respect your partner is number one way to submit to your partner. I totally believe that. When it comes to love, my biggest thing is I need respect in my relationship because under respect, I feel false trust, false, you know, honesty, like you're respecting your person so much. You don't want to do anything to hurt them. 
and is respecting them as a person. So in their example, they say, it doesn't matter who earns more or who works more, giving the respect that your partner deserves is a form of fulfilling your mission as a spouse in a way of showing your love. And side note, this is marriage.com. These points are with couples who are married. So a lot of us are out here in relationships submitting when it's like, y'all ain't even married yet, right? I'm not packing and unpacking and doing your lot. Like, what? What? Anyway, so respect your partner, number one. Number two is communicate with each other. As I mentioned before, my partner and I, we communicate a lot to make sure there are no blurred lines, to make sure we are on the same page, to make sure it's like, all right, you got this. You know, this is your strong point. <laughs> all right, I got this because it's my strong point, right? So communicate with each other. Your voice shouldn't be silenced. Being able to voice your opinion is your right, but do it with tact. Very true. So I, I think in a jazzy situation, she probably doesn't know how to, and the host was even saying like she needs to learn to advocate for herself a little more. Like, yes. And I think a lot of women need to do that in their relationships. Like speak up for yourself a little bit more, girl. It's not always easy. We all come from different societal norms. Of course, you know, as young girls growing up, told to be quiet and hush and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a lot being a young girl to a grown woman. So we need to learn to find our voice again and speak up with our partner. Because I'm just like, that has to be exhausting to live forever, not being able to share how you really feel about something and what you really want. So number two, communicate with each other. Number three, listen to your partner. That's learning how to listen without interrupting. Sometimes we get too excited or oppose the idea of our partners that we don't listen at all. You will have your own time to talk, but first submit and listen. It is also a great way to show what? Respect. I love that. I've been in a relationship before where having disagreements and they just continuously talk over you and you just feel like your voice is not heard. You're not feeling respected. You're not feeling uh, valued or appreciated. You're not feeling loved because they're just not listening to you. Always interrupting, never letting you get your thoughts out. It's rude. It's very rude. So listen to your partner. We still haven't gotten to the part where it's like, hey, you know, do the dishes and cook. But anyway, (laughs) number four, show your partner that you trust them. A submissive partner allows themselves to trust wholeheartedly. Yes. It is part of the covenant you have sworn together as a couple. You submit yourself to trust this person and your partner should also do the same for you. Trust is a foundation that will also make you feel secure and loved. It can help you grow, not just as a couple, but as an individual. Definitely. Trust your partner. If you can't trust them, you're going to be quiet the whole time. And I feel comfortable enough just being you. Number five, have a strong faith. If you have strong faith, your relationship will thrive. Each one of you should already have a strong faith and together it will be greater and will help you through your trials. Number six, allow your partner to provide. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Let them lead sometimes. A part of submission in a relationship means allowing them to provide for you. Allow them to prove to you that they can and that they are happy doing it. Okay. So Jazzy might have read that and just ran with it. (laughs) Yes, provide, but again, need some reciprocity. Like if you're scratching his back to sleep, what is he doing for you till you go back to sleep? Nothing because he's the one who went to sleep and you're still up making sure he's still breathing and good, right? 
Allow your partner to provide. Number seven, allow them to take the lead. Yes, it's vital to allow your partner to be in charge. Yep. And that actually makes them feel that you trust their judgment and decisions. Aside from that, you will relieve yourself of some of the responsibilities in your marriage. Amen. There are so many marriages that don't have a balance. Number eight, always ask for your partner's opinion. Okay, well, I just don't like the word always because <laughs> there are some things that it's like, all right, I'm just going to make my own opinion. But anything concerning the relationship or something where we have to both make a huge decision that will impact us individually, maybe, then yes, ask for your partner's opinion. That could even be, hey, what do you think I got this job offer from this company in another state? That's going to impact you more individually, but definitely your relationship. So that's something you want to talk to your partner about. So it doesn't matter if you are 100% sure that your partner will agree with what you think should be done. It makes them feel important when you ask about their opinion about a situation or just even something as simple as, hey, should we buy this new refrigerator? Ask your partner, get their opinion on it. Number nine, be sensitive to your partner's needs. One of the great examples of submission in marriage is when you are sensitive to your partner's needs. Usually we put our needs and wants first before our spouse or partner. If they also do this, you're not submitting to the relationship, right? Very true. And that's what happens with codependent relationships. It's one person getting a lot of their needs met and the other person isn't. So let's be sensitive to each other's needs. Number 10, don't speak negatively of your partner, especially when there are other people. I agree with that. If you want to know how to be submissive in a relationship, then remember this. Do not speak negatively of your spouse, especially through social media. And to other people, I laugh, but so many people like used to always like go on rants about their relationships on social media. It's kind of died down, I think. But I don't notice it much anymore. But yeah, talk to your partner. Don't air it out to everyone else. Number 11, be intimate with your partners. It strengthens your bond. And another way to be submissive in a relationship is to put their pleasure first before yours. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> but, so being intimate with your partner is huge. And that doesn't even mean just sex. Sometimes like Jazzy, she rubs her partner's back to sleep. That's sweet. Again, I ask, what is she getting in return? So be intimate. Um, intimacy, you can show that in so many different ways. That's just, it doesn't have to be physical at all. It doesn't have to be you holding hands or you kissing or cuddling. That's sweet as well. That's not sexual. But being intimate could be like, yeah, setting that time apart to really talk and listen to each other and have that deep conversation. It could be both of you making a decision because you're both leaning into each other and trusting each other and submitting to each other. That's very intimate. Intimacy could just be looking into each other's eyes when you're having a conversation. That's intimacy. Number 12, be your partner's best friend. That's my best friend. Uh, submitting to a promise of mutual feelings and respect allows you to grow as a couple and as an individual. This is where you will realize that you have become best friends. You're each other's companion and you're on the same page of love, goals, and faith. Number 13, be the peacemaker of your household. A submissive wife will ensure that her home has peace. Even if there are misunderstandings and problems, someone has to make sure that there will be peace in your relationship and home. Okay. I'm not understanding why it just says a submissive wife <laughs> in, that, in that one. I don't know about that one. 
because we definitely should be each other's peace. We should know when it's like, okay, we have to talk about this. Or if it's something like, all right, I'm not about to bring this up and have a whole argument about why I didn't get my barbecue sauce instead of sweet and sour. You know, like pretty much you pick your battles in a relationship. So I would say that's like keeping the peace. It's just choosing your battles. But that was for the man and woman. So I don't even know why they just say a submissive wife. Maybe I'm just reading something about women. I don't know. Number 14, maintain your home. The article says, we are not telling you that you should become a slave in your own home. Instead, you should take the responsibility and the joy of keeping your house a home. Your partner will also take part in this. Exactly. I like when I end the paragraph with your partner will also. Thank you. This is mutual. Number 15, allow your partner to have a say in your finances. Okay. Even if you have your own money, letting your partner know about your spending is an act of respect. Okay, I agree with that. You wanted to buy a luxury bag and you saved for it. Still, it's better to let your partner know. Surely you will want your partner to do the same with you, right? (laughs) This is if you're married and you're sharing finances. That's understandable. If you're dating girl and you're making your own money, I don't think you have to run it across him all the time. Like, oh, I want to buy a bag. Oh, I want to buy some shoes. Oh, no. But I do think both of you before marriage should learn each other's spending styles and see if that'll work for you. Okay, who's the saver? Who likes to spend more? Do y'all like to budget? How do you budget? Have those conversations beforehand. And I know my partner and I, we're looking for some some things right now. And with this point, allow your partner to have a say in your finances. We are leaning into each other a lot. And like I mentioned before, he's leaning into me a lot more or trusting me a lot more with those purchases because I'm kind of like, eh, let's think about this first instead of making any huge hasty decision. So it's allowing us each other to have a say in the finances. Number 16, be more patient. Being a submissive wife. Okay, this must have. Okay, go girl, right? This is all about wives, I guess. Being a submissive wife, you should start bringing peace by staying calm. Okay, what they need. For the sake of your love and marriage, learn to be patient and calm. Okay, this is triggering. Avoid confrontation when you are both angry. All right, this will lead to a more negative outcome. Control your emotions and see how it works. Okay. I get it, but the wording is just all kind of, you know, control your emotions and see. All right. Both of us should control our emotions. Y'all know I'm a little little feminist at heart too, right? Like both of us should be controlling our emotions and stuff. And both of us should be calm and peaceful when we're having a discussion. But I do agree with the part where it says avoid confrontation when you're both angry. Got it. Yes. Take a break pause, breathe, get your thoughts together, and then come back and communicate. I'm down with that. And But both of us, yes, should be patient because I've been in relationships with men, all men, where the guy would go into a rage. He's not patient and calm. So why is this just talking about as a submissive wife, you need to be peaceful and calm? (sighs) I made it this far. So I'm gonna keep going. Although I don't like how they just put the woman on the spot with that one. So number 17, (laughs) I'm reading this in real time, as you can tell. Assist your partner. As a submissive partner, let your spouse know that if they ever need anything from you, you're there. That's sweet. 
It will make them feel a lot stronger once they know that they can count on you as a partner in life and decisions. All right. I like that. Number 18. Love this one. Be grateful. A grateful heart will give you a good life. And that's true. Focus on this person's positive traits, efforts, and love. Yes, I love that. You know, I tell you to write in your gratitude journal every night, girls. Don't miss any red flags, though, just because you're looking for the good in the person, though. Okay, I'm not saying be silly, but be grateful. Number 19, we're almost done. Give your partner privacy. Yes. If we want to keep our privacy, then our spouse has the right to keep theirs, too. Not only will this make them feel that you trust and respect them, but they will also appreciate the gesture. And number 20, lastly, focus on your partner's positive traits. There will be times when you feel anger, resentment, and even that feeling that you want to give up. When you feel this way, take time and remember all the positive traits of the person you love. We all make mistakes. And if we focus on those mistakes, our judgment will be clouded. In conclusion, submitting to your partner doesn't mean that you are giving up your voice, your freedom, and your happiness. It also doesn't mean that you will be under a dominant that will abuse and control your life. Submission to your partner simply means that you will be under a mission to love, respect, and grow together. You are submitting yourself to your partner and the relationship. Hmm. All right, I'm done with that. I'm done with that article. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Marriage.com, pretty much. How to be submissive, 20 ways. But in nowhere in that article, did I see anything about washing your person's clothes, cooking for them, scratching their back, massaging their head, doing all of those things. Like in that interview, a lot of people were saying Jazzy sounded like a mother. And I know in a recent episode of the Go Girl podcast featuring dating coach Kate Schroeder that she says, You are a lover, not a mother. Stop mothering your partner. They can scratch their own back sometimes. They can wash their own clothes and pack their own clothes sometimes. Get deeper with the submission of what submission really means. That article had 20 ways to submit and none of them had anything to do with like actually doing something for your partner. It's all things that were about the character the character traits like respect and trust and honesty and sharing and giving and being patient, like all of those things. Okay, being patient, we're still working on. But yeah, oh, I feel like we need to go deeper with the submission conversation. I just feel like a lot of men might take it out of context. I and mean, some women obviously do too and just think they have to keep doing so much to submit to their partner and give to their partner. When you just have to be yourself and consider the other person's needs and wants too. Consider your own needs and wants and desires and consider your partner's wants, needs, and desires and put them together. Make sure there's some compromise and some communication and everyone should be happy. You know, that article didn't mention, I'm about to get off of here because that article, I was like, I'm just going to read this in real time. That article did not mention not a damn thing about <laughs> about catering to your person in that other type of way where it's like all physical needs and stuff. So do with that information what you will. Marriage.com, 20 ways how to submit. I share some of my own personal story about how my partner and I submit. And and I, and I will say, like with our love languages, he might submit in ways because I'm a quality time person. So he might submit 
as far as, okay, he's going to put his work up for a minute. He'll submit and watch TV with me because I like the quality time. I'll submit in ways because he's more physical touch. I do scratch his back, not to sleep, not till I figure out his breathing. If his breathing has changed and he fell asleep, that's what Jazzy said. But I will scratch his back because I know that's what he likes. So I'll submit to that. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, dude, I'm tired. No. (laughs) So, hey, but we submit and we still get our needs met and we communicate and check in all the time to make sure we are on one accord. So the main thing is communication. All right. Make sure you're communicating with your partner. Make sure you feel healthy within yourself. Make sure you feel healthy in your relationship. I want us to all experience some good, happy, healthy love. You deserve it, girl. You deserve it. All right. And again, I'm going to have a conversation with someone who talks about codependent relationships because that's exactly what it sounds like Jazzy is in and a lot of other people. It's about like trying to prove your love to receive love. And you don't have to do that. You don't. I'll have that conversation coming up on on the Go Girl podcast. For now, let me know what part resonates with you, what you thought about that Watch Jazzy interview, what you think about the marriage.com, 20 ways to submit, or share your own experiences and what submission means to you. You can follow me on social media at Go Girl Movement on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or at I am Ashley Caprice on Instagram and TikTok. Cannot wait to hear from you about this conversation. All right, girls, have a good one and I'll talk to you next week. Go girl. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate and leave a review and be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.